Welcome to Ghost of a Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Lignato. I'm an astrologer, psychic medium, and animal communicator, and I'm going to give you your weekly horoscope and no bullshit mystical advice for living your very best life. Welcome back to another episode of Ghost of a Podcast, my loves. I'm happy to have you back with me. You know, I named this thing ghost of a podcast because I didn't only want to talk about astrology. I want to be able to share with you my work as a psychic medium. And this week, I will be doing just that. I will be sharing my mediumship skills. If you're in the San Francisco Bay Area on January 26th, 2019 at 6 p.m., I will be going to the Golden Gate Spiritualist Church and doing an evening of mediumship. If you're into that kind of thing and you're around, I I hope you meet me there. And if you want to know more about this event, you can go to the events page of my website at lovelaniato.com. But first, my friends, to the reading. So my mom was unexpectedly diagnosed with pancreatic cancer like the 1st of April. And it was pretty quick. She died in July. And I like, I do yoga and I dabble in all things spiritual. And I feel like I'm really connected. However, ever since she passed, I don't feel connected to her. And it's really sad. I want to be. I feel like people have given me advice like, oh, look for signs. You know, you'll see it. You'll feel her. And I don't. And so I just wanted to ask you, like, are there ways that I could connect with with her and continue to have a relationship with her, even though she's not here in the physical world? Yeah. So that sort of was my question. Yeah. But I, first of all, I'm just I'm so sorry about your loss. That is such a quick. It's just really quick. And thank you so much. It's yeah. it was quick. And I'm still processing the whole thing. Yeah. It was really quick just to watch her kind of disappear, oh, you know. I'm so sorry. Cancer Yeah. Cancer's the worst. It's just fucked. So yeah. I'm, I'm really sorry. And if you would like, we can try to check in with her today. But uh, I'll answer your kind of general question first. Okay. Which is that, you know, people ask me this question a lot, this feeling of like, mm-hmm. I can't feel the person I've lost and what's wrong, you know, I'm, you know, because so many people yeah. are like, look for signs or meditate or whatever. But there's like a couple layers to it. One is even me, I'm a medium, I, I communicate with dead people and animals on the regular. But when I lose someone in my life, it's not mm-hmm. that simple, right? Because you're in your right. grief, and you're not at your most like balanced present self. And so the advice that people are giving you is probably a little bit ignoring the fact that you're you're in grief and that grief makes it hard to be in the body and hard to be present and it makes us so desperate for connection that what we do is we actually we're like looking we're seeking really hard instead of receiving does that make sense It makes a lot of sense yes when you're seeking hard you're doing it with your head And when you're receiving, you're doing it with your heart. And the other part of it that I find is that often if people reach out to me for a reading with somebody who's passed in the last six months, I'll often say no, because Mm. when we pass, not everybody and not always, but a lot of times I've encountered that people just need a minute to be in their own transition. Mm. And it's not uncommon to not be able to feel someone right away because they're not always available 
to be okay. present for someone else's feelings. And as hard as that is for those of us who are left here, it's it's understandable, right? Like it's understandable how and why that might be. Right. So I wouldn't say because you're not feeling her now, that means you're not going to feel her. And I honestly wouldn't even tell you to do anything terribly different. We'll see if she has something to say about that. But, okay. But I, I, my instinct is that you... Need, need to be where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, it's like as I'm looking at this energetically, what I'm seeing that you're doing is you're doing a lot of the self-care things I would, anyone would encourage you to do, right? You're, you're, mm-hmm. you're doing the things and the feeling that you're having is, and it's still not working, so I must be doing them wrong. But I think mm. you're doing the things and this is the reality is that when we lose someone on this earthly plane, we lose them on this earthly plane. And that means that even if you do all the right things, it doesn't, it doesn't bring them back in the way we truly want. And, and you're, you're in that right now. And yeah, very much so. Yeah. I'm so sorry. It's, it is really painful. I honestly, I think you're handling it really well, but that doesn't mean it feels okay. And I think, again, when people say, oh, you're handling it well, you're doing a great job. In a way, it sucks for you to hear that because in a way it's invalidating or kind of like minimizing your pain. And I want to say that they're coexisting right now, your pain and you're doing a good job. And this is what a good job feels like. So I'm sorry. Yeah. Thank you, Jessica. Yeah. I, I I also feel like, should I have made a plan with her before to like, oh, look for butterflies or something? Yeah, people, I didn't do that. Do and I, no, you I, know. I don't think so. So let's, okay. so, so were you raised just with her? No, I did have a dad too. Did he take care of her? Uh, no, she very much took care of him. Even when she was sick? She tried to switch roles, but that's really hard. Like in a quick period of time when the patterns have been set. Yeah. The first thing that she's showing me... So, so first of all, I want to just validate something for you. I'm hearing and seeing her from a great distance. So I would be shocked if you felt her presence at all right now. It is okay. because she's in a state of great self-protection. I'm not going to push her because okay. she's, I don't know that she's ever really taking care of herself the way she is right now. And I think it's, it's oh, what wow, she that's, needs. That's amazing. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yep. The first thing that I'm seeing is just that she felt really left alone by your dad and that she's kind of handling that. I think she didn't really fully realize to the extent of which he wasn't able to be there. And so she's showing me that she doesn't want me to talk about it with you a lot because she doesn't want to upset you. But the sense that she's giving me is that you knew more than she did. Mm. And that did you guys talk about her marriage? Um, no, we didn't do much talking (laughs) or processing. It was just very much on the surface. But I do understand just from observing and doing my own deep work, like how it was for them. And that's true. Your mom feels your mom feels that she was closer to you than most people. So it's interesting that you say you didn't do a lot of processing. I think in the context of your mom's life, she probably processed with you more than she did with other people. Wow. Yep. Okay. Does that make sense to you? That really makes sense. Yes, very much so. So I think the fact that the two of you had like maybe two conversations Mm. that were one minute long in your whole life about her marriage stood out for her in a way that you're like, yeah, no, we didn't even have a real conversation. I think for her saying a little bit was saying a lot. Mm. Yeah. Your Mm -hmm. your mom is, she's really shell-shocked. It was much quicker than she thought it would be. Yeah. She she never even yeah. conceived that it, it could be so quick. Yeah. 
It was yeah. really, it was just like, it went from being like a little symptom to a dramatic illness. Yes. Um, like it felt almost overnight. And yeah, um, she was so caught up at the end of her life with like making it okay for other people and trying to like hold it together that she yes. didn't have time to process that she was going to pass. Yes, right. So when she passed, it was like she realized that she hadn't figured out her thoughts about God. She hadn't figured out her thoughts about what happens next. She hadn't figured out that she was alive and it was her life and, and something to make choices around. Like she, It was like it all kind of came for her very quickly. And since that moment of her passing, she has been with herself, I, I would say, for the first time in her life. Uh, oh, Jessica, that makes so much sense. Okay, okay. I'm so happy to hear that. That is one thing that gave me comfort is to know that she was like completely free of having to do anything else for anyone yeah. else because that's all she did and so I thought maybe like that her passing would have been like the keys to her freedom in a way it, it is you know what I mean yes like, and you're right that's exactly what it is that's exactly what it is and she she will not stay in this removed state forever she will probably be here for some time more given how deeply she's in it and how restorative it is for her i would say that this the idea of kind of being connected to her and, and talking to her or getting signs from her is, is not a great goal for right now i don't think it's in her best interest and i think that when she comes when she's able to show herself to you she'll be back in service you know she'll be back in being your mom and she wants to be your mom you know that is mm, not something she wants yeah. to change but she's not ready for it yet she's like understanding that you are okay with this I think maybe your sister is having a bit of a harder time with it yeah yeah um, she'll probably present to you before your sister because your sister is more upset um yeah and this is not like a criticism of your sister it's just your mom doesn't know how to navigate other people's emotions without just trying to take them on and fix them yeah and, yep and so she's, yeah. she's working on, on herself right now and kind of like a byproduct of that work may be that she will change that, that she will shift that. And it may not. And, you know, this mm -hmm. is where in life and in death we have free will. I hope that she does. <laughs> yeah, she knows you hope. She knows. She knows that. And she knows that you love her. She knows that you were there when I, yeah. I, don't, I don't think she was fully able to engage towards the end, but she knows that you were yeah. there. She could hear she, I don't know if you guys could tell, but she could hear. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's she could really hear. good. Yeah, she, she was just yeah. it was a combination of the sickness and whatever drugs she was on made it impossible for her to mm -hmm. like express. But but she could hear. She understood what was happening, even though it was really quick and hard to grasp. Yeah. Are you single? No, no, no. That you know, I'm married and I have two kids. Okay. And I'm married to a guy who I love very oh. much. <laughs> okay, because she's she's. Are you are you sharing with him what's going on? Everything. Okay. To the point where I'm annoying myself. Okay. And he's not annoyed at all. He's just like, of course. And I'm like, this is getting really sad and old, and I just don't understand. I'm trying to think it through and be like, what is this? I've never grieved like this before. So yeah. it's so deep. And I'm just like, I just want to be over it. But I know that I'm just beginning. She is showing me that you shouldn't do what she did. That it is good to oh, share. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That you're just, you don't have the skills from her, from your childhood, for sharing things that feel like a burden to others. Learn from her mistakes because she didn't really let anyone get to know her because she didn't know how to share yeah. herself. And right. And she... I know, and I really wanted her to, and I, I think that's really painful for me. Like, yeah. she just couldn't 
and I love her for her, for who she was, but I wanted it to be so much deeper, but she couldn't because she didn't have a sense of self, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. She did not. She did not have the sense of self. She could not do it. And also that was her life and she doesn't want that to be your life. And that's not who you are. And that makes her happy. I have the perspective personally that in the first 12 months, grief is unspeakable. I have met very few people who suffered the loss of someone they loved, who had peace and ease around it in the first 12 months. Very, very few people in my life. And for those who have that, that is wonderful, but it's a terrible expectation. Be patient through this because your mother is showing me that both of your parents in their own ways have a way of bottling things up and packaging them and shoving them away. And you've always known that's not who you wanted to be. And Uh she was intimidated by that. Sometimes she was Uh threatened by that with you. Uh Um, She knows vastly, like, it's the healthiest way to be. So there's no easy way to go through this, but she does, she wants you to learn from her mistakes is the way she's putting it. Okay. Yeah. Can I ask a question? Like, could I ask her a question? Yeah. Oh, this is going to be hard, but I, I just wonder if... I, I'm having, like, did I do the right thing? Did I help her in the way she needed to be helped? And did it, did I do the right? I just feel like I didn't do the best I could or something. I don't know. Like when she was, I sick, wish, you mean? it was just hard because we had to make all these decisions really quickly. And I just want to know that, like, I just want her to know that we did the best we could. And I just hope that she knows that. Yeah. I guess the question is, is like, did I do something wrong? I know it's like a kind of a ridiculous question, but no, it's 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 a human question. Um, yeah. So I just she really... wouldn't she wouldn't have been able. You didn't do anything wrong at all. She would not have been able because listen, what you're kind of looking back and you're like, oh, there's all these things I could have said or done. She couldn't have handled it. Okay. It, it was a dial it in and cope day to day. That's, that's what she needed. That's all that that any of you could have done. And honestly, no one, I don't know if the doctors predicted it would be this quick, but no one really thought it was going to be this quick. No one did. And so if you had been more verbal and emotional and like intentional with her, it would have been awful for her, honestly. She would have hated it. She wouldn't have been able to handle it. She wasn't in denial, but she wasn't not in denial. You know, uh-huh. and uh-huh. and if you had tried to force it to become more real, because that's what you would want if uh-huh. it was happening to uh-huh. you, it would have felt like she wouldn't have known how to take care of you around that. Yeah. And your mom wanted to take care of you. And, yeah. you know, the only, honestly, the only, <sighs> sorry, she doesn't want me to talk about your dad. Okay, I'll stop. Um, your, your mom, your mom. <laughs> has no problem she's just like no don't say it I showed you I regret it don't say it um but you and your sister and your sister's married as well yeah yeah because she's showing me that person you know your families you 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 did everything right you know she's got no criticisms of you at all she felt loved she knows you were there she knows you tried your best and she knows that in some ways it was harder to watch than to go through and she's, and she's not going, and she's not, hold on. Okay. So she wants me to be very careful about how I say this. Um, essentially what she's saying is she knows how you're feeling and she wants to make you feel better, but that's exactly what she cannot yet do. 
and that she wants you to trust and believe and know that you were the light of her life and you know you and your sister I mean you you were what she came here to do you you were what she wanted from this life was kids and she doesn't have any regrets there's nothing that you didn't give her that she wanted I don't know that your mom really wanted a lot of things for herself Uh um and so that's hard for you to fully believe because you want more for her than she dared to want for herself you want way more for yourself than she knows how to even think about um yeah and so what i think is kind of tricky for you is to really accept her for who she was and i think you do that in in a lot of ways but in this one way where she didn't want things to go deep you know and i think that you're yes, like well right, if, if right. i like if i clean the room then she'd see how beautiful the room is and then she'd want new furniture and no no she was comfortable with her old furniture yeah that was it that, that's who she was and <laughs> you know and i don't know that that's who she'll stay but that's who she was and yeah. in a way that's the answer to your question she couldn't yeah. have taken more than you gave her oh that's great wow so I'll say this just kind of to bring it full circle this feeling that you've had of needing to be connected to her I would just say wait you know wait because there will come a time where you feel her presence and it will feel gentle and subtle just like your mom was and you won't miss it because you're you and she's her you just won't miss it and that doesn't mean it's going to happen in 2019 it might but not necessarily because she's taking a minute. And the thing about time when we no longer have a body is that there's no such, there's no more time outside of the body, right? So she yeah. will take as much space as she needs. A lot of times I connect with people in spirit and they need to take space, but they're not giving themselves the space to do it. Your mom is completely owning that she needs this space for her soul and she's taking oh, that space. That makes me yeah. so happy. It's way better than connecting with her, honestly, from, from everything right. I can see about both of you. It's, this is, this is the, a greater gift that she could give you, honestly, than being connected. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. This is so good. This yeah. gives me such relief so and glad. just like the pressure comes off me for me to be like, was I important to her? Was yeah. I important enough to like get a sign? But just knowing that she's like doing this yeah. work where that makes me feel so such relief and just I wish her well. You yeah. know, I really do. I she really knows. she knows she, it's time. Yeah. It's time. Yeah. You encouraged her to do this when she was alive and she couldn't hear it. And yeah, and she knows she's telling me that and yeah, and now she's doing it. And yeah, that means that your loss is just a little like it's like there's an echo in the room. And if she was there, if energetically she was able to show up, there wouldn't be an echo in the room, but it would still be an empty room you know? Mm -hmm. And so when, when that shift occurs, that's the shift that it'll feel like, just like there's not an echo in the room. There's like a greater sense of warmth in that room and, and you'll know. And I know this sounds really subtle and really abstract, but she is showing me with all the confidence that your mom can have about a thing that you will know when, when the time comes. So don't worry and don't look for it. Instead, okay. Okay. you know, I would. Well, that's a relief yeah, too. I don't yeah. want to work any harder than I already am. No, you know. Yeah, <laughs> be be in your grief. Talk to her as much as you want. She can hear you, but okay. But give it space. Yeah. 
Okay, I can do that, I yeah. think. And I think, you I know, for you, it's also about giving yourself permission to be in this really messy, ugly grief and finding resources and tools, not for making it better, but for validating and coping. And I think that you have done that and I think that you're sick of it and uh, oh well you got to stay with it you know what I mean you really got to stay with it yeah so that's my that's my advice on that I love it yeah yeah I'm, I'm, I love it I'm so glad we got to do this oh Jessica thank you so much what a what a gift it is thank you really my pleasure and I I really wish you and your family well and you know your mother really loves your sister and and hopefully you'll pass all this on yeah for sure yeah all right, my dear. Well, I really, I really wish you well with all of this. And I Thank hope you, you take Jessica. good care of your heart. Thank you. I will. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. I have exciting news to share with you. I'm on TLC's new Facebook watch series, Stargazing. Yes, Stargazing. It's an astrology show. It's an additional weekly dose of astrology from moi for you. You can leave questions in the comments and I might get to answer them. Episode one is about the Saturn return and episode two drops on Monday. So enjoy it. Find it. The link will be on my website always and in my bio on social media if that's where you follow me at lovelanyato.com or at Jessica Lanyato. Puppies and kittens, I've got so much to say this week, so strap yourself in and get ready. This is your Astrology Corner. We're going to look at the week of December 16th through the 22nd of 2018. And I got to say, we're at the end, right? We're at the end of 2018. This has been a year that has been a massive call to action. So if you have personally had a fantastic year, if you've had a really shitty year, it's kind of in a way equal. This is not a time for phoning it in. This has not been a time where we're meant to let our lives coast. And if you have been coasting, you're probably feeling pretty crappy. That's okay. Sometimes we feel crappy. Sometimes we coast. Don't beat yourself up. Here's my homework. Accept your present. Accept your past and make a new choice. And that choice can be like maybe a fraction of what you'd ideally like to be choosing. That's okay. Make a choice. Actualize. Build up trust with yourself by following through on small goals. Start it off, my friends. I say start it off. It's almost the new year and we have the last full moon of 2018, which is ceremonious and beautiful. And I'm going to give you a ritual. So hold tight. First, let me give you the rest. On the 16th of December, we have a Venus sextile to Saturn and a Mars sextile to Pluto. Now, these two transits are really lovely. And the thing about astrology is when we're going through lovely transits, nothing much necessarily will happen if you don't do anything. A difficult transit kicks you in the ass, you notice. A lovely transit, you're like, oh, I'm having a lovely day, and you don't really think about it. However, if you leverage that energy, if you use the positive energy, the flowing energy in your life, then things flow more in the direction you want them to. So this is where gratitude and this is where bringing awareness to the positive, neutral, and wonderful things in your life is really valuable, especially when you're struggling with shit. The nice thing about the particular flow that we have with these two transits is that Venus sextile to Saturn represents a time where we can stabilize the things we value. So Venus is related to our personal relationships, 
our value system in general, our personal finances, our money. Saturn is reality and obligation, and it's kind of like how we plan things out over the course of time. If you need to be looking at your finances or figuring something out financially, this is the time to do it. If there's actually important shopping to do, this is probably actually a pretty good day around this day to do it. This is a great time for dealing in your relationships really authentically, showing up and just being direct because this energy is very diplomatic. So you can be direct and people are going to be more receptive to it and things will go well. So if there's a conversation that needs to be had, you know, technically speaking, Mercury is conversation, but Venus is getting along in diplomacy and Saturn is investing in the long term. So this is a really good energy for that. Now, at the same time, Mars is sextile to Pluto. And so this is a great time for moving your agenda forward, for asserting what you want to have happen and making it go. And the nice thing about this is that this energy is really energizing. It tends to make you feel like you can do it. So it intensifies your sense of bravery and courage. Now, again, you, you can just feel nice or you could do something with it. Another thing about these two transits is, you know, Venus and Mars are lovely players in the realm of love and friendship. If you have been wanting to bring your relationship, if you're in a relationship with another person or a couple people to the next level, this is a good time to do it. If you're just trying to have a nice time, great time to do it. Mars sextile Pluto is fun for adult style fun. So if you're looking for some adult style fun, either solo or with friends and lovers, then this is a good time for you to go there. Now, the other thing about this is it's a great time to meet people because you're more likely to be a little brave and be true to yourself. That is extended. That truth that I'm speaking is extended into the 21st because on the 20th of December, we have an exact trine between the sun and Uranus. And this transit is really lovely for showing up, being authentic to yourself. This is a bit of a risk-taking, nothing nothing over-the-top daring style, but this is a bit of a risk-taking transit. It supports you in doing things differently, in innovating, in looking at things from a new perspective and really getting that new perspective. It's a really lovely transit. If you've needed to learn something technical, it's actually a pretty good time to do it as long as it's not too detail oriented. This transit's pretty chill. You know, these transits I've just named are all lovely and chill. If you've been working really hard or having a really hard time, they're going to just be like a gentle breeze on a hot day. And if you are able to use this energy, you can really move things along. If what you're working on in your life right now is internal, it's like moving through old family patterns or getting over a love or that kind of thing, this shift in energy can be really supportive in developing new habits in your relationship to yourself if you choose to use it that way. So again, I really encourage you to try to be intentional about where your thoughts go and what you're doing internally over these couple few days, because that will lay a lovely foundation for what actually comes to pass. On the 21st, there's lots happening. It's it's Capricorn season. The sun moves into Capricorn. At the same time, we have a Venus trine to Neptune and a Mercury conjunction to Jupiter. So there's lots of transits happening at the same time. I really consider this a powerful time for contemplation. The thing about this season, because it is kicking off with a Venus trine to Neptune and a Mercury conjunction to Jupiter, there's a really powerful push to be able to understand the bigger picture of things with empathy, compassion, and patience. 
Isn't that nice? I think that's really nice. And I think it's a powerful thing for healing your relationship to yourself, for cultivating forgiveness, not a free pass, but forgiveness for where you've made mistakes, for where maybe you had attitudes or behaviors that were fucked up and you you don't want to be that way anymore. Guilt, guilt is no good, my friends. Guilt is an obsession on yourself. You just get stuck. You don't go anywhere when you feel guilty. Responsibility, empathy, compassion, forgiveness. That allows you to move on. When you take responsibility, you're not only able to activate whatever is in your best interest to do, but you're no longer making it all about how you feel. And instead, you're shifting the conversation internally into what do I need to do next? And that is a really beautiful thing. And it is a thing that if we could do more frequently, if more of us could do more frequently, would really change the world. It would change the world. And when we get caught up in guilt, it becomes self-hate. And it's very hard to treat others with authentic kindness when you actually hate on yourself for something you did a year ago or a month ago. Learning from your mistakes, taking responsibility for your mistakes, that allows you to learn and grow and move on. Capricorn season's a great time to do it, especially this Capricorn season. Now on the 22nd, we have a big, beautiful emo full moon in Cancer at 9.49 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. I gotta say, I notice on social media that a lot of people just assume that the full moon happens at night. So it's not necessarily when you can see the moon is full because it's dark outside and you're off of work or whatever. The full moon happens at specific times. And the way that we determine that is when the sun and moon are exactly opposite each other at the exact same degree, right? When they're perfectly mathematically opposite each other. It's building up to full. It's kind of moving away from full before and after that. 9.49 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, the moon is full in Cancer. And this is a really interesting full moon because we have this Mercury conjunction to Jupiter, right? And this Venus trine to Neptune. And we also have a Jupiter square to Neptune. And I should add that Uranus is forming a trine to the sun and a sextile to the moon. So we have this big creative and dynamic potential for growth, authenticity, and healing. It's lovely. It's actually really lovely. I sometimes find that, that full moons are just kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> they bring up a lot of emotions and it can feel really out of control and chaotic and distracted or distracting. It can be quite difficult. This full moon, I don't really think will be that way for, for most people. I think that this full moon is an opportunity to really step into forgiveness to step into empathy and creativity and love. The way to do this is in practical terms because Capricorn's involved. And when I say in practical terms, it might mean forgiving. And forgiving yourself, again, is just like forgiving other people. It's not about forgetting and it's not about you know being like, okay, all consequences are gone. But it's about being able to say, I am not gonna torture myself with this. It's about letting it go and seeing what you're left with. And what you're left with, let's say somebody has wronged you and you can forgive them. That doesn't mean you can trust them anymore. It doesn't mean you can continue to be close to them. It does mean that you're not trapped in a room around how you feel about them, obsessing on it, obsessing on it. Guilt, resentment, blame, these things keep you locked in position and it's not a comfortable place to be. And from this place, it is hard to move on. It is hard to grow into the person you want to be and the life you want to have. So this is a really powerful time for letting go. So 
All of that said, I promised you a ritual for this full moon and I wasn't lying. I'm not that kind of jerk. You know, this is not just a full moon. It's a last full moon of 2018. So I'm going to have you do this thing. Now I want you to get paper and pen. It's real simple. I like to keep it simple with my rituals. And let me just preface what I'm going to say with why. I think there's a million things and a million practices. I think it's important that you find what resonates with you. Just because it works for me doesn't mean it's going to work for you. You got to find what works for you. But my general take on spiritual and emotional work is that when we make it too complicated, we can't really stay emotionally present. And when we allow it to be simple, then it is more reasonable and realistic that we can stay emotionally present and be aware when we're no longer emotionally present. Because true healing occurs with your presence only with your presence. So you will find that the rituals that I recommend are generally pretty simple because I think that simple is what works. Okay, but you can make it as complicated as you like. Do your thing, my friends. I said, do your thing. So I'm gonna have you do is get paper and pen and then get present. So if you have a meditation practice or a yoga practice, you may wanna get involved in that. You might wanna like do a little thing. Um, you maybe just wanna breathe and find your body and just get real present. You may need to put on a couple songs and like blast music in your headphones and like dance around your room as a way to like locate yourself, get present, get in your body, do whatever works. It doesn't matter how you get there. Just get there, get present and allow yourself to really be with where you are and where you've come from. Now we're looking back at 2018 and I want to encourage you to think about releasing the past in three parts. And the way you're going to do it is to write three separate lists. You might want to do one list per page. You might want to put three columns on a page. It is at your discretion, my friends. There are no hard rules here. And what I want you to do is think about one, what has never served me? And that might be obsessions, habits, relationships, any damn thing. And two, what once served me, but I've now outgrown. Write them all down. And then the third list is what am I holding on to that is truly outside of my control? Because we're doing a full moon ritual, we're talking about emotional content. So when I say what is outside of my control, let it go, I don't mean release care of it. It's don't hold it in your damn chest. What you want to do is to really look at what am I holding that is not mine alone to hold and let it go. This Ritual is to just bring awareness and ownership of these three themes and write them down. And the reason why we write them down is to externalize them. So your psyche doesn't have to track them. You can simply put them outside of you and outside of yourself as a way to be like, okay, that's where they belong. And then be honest with yourself. Are you ready to let them go? Any of the items or all of the items? Maybe one list is a yes and another list is a no. If you feel ready to let it go, then you can get a black Sharpie, you can get black paint, and then black it out, tear it up, or burn it. Now, if you're going to burn it, be smart. I like fire safety. Do it Do it very wisely, very safely. Have water very close by. Do it in a bathtub. Don't burn anything down. Tearing it up is great. Most of you are not going to be able to authentically let most of this stuff go. This is about letting go of tracking it inside of your system. It's about bringing the first step of letting it go. And that's okay. You do not need to rush your emotional progress. It's not necessary. It's not helpful. 
what you want to be able to do is to release these things as much as you authentically can. And where you cannot, you want to channel that beautiful full moon, compassion and empathy and forgiveness and return to it. Return to it as frequently as you like. And you may want to give it a month to gestate and come back to it at the next full moon, the first full moon of the new year, which will be a really super juiced full moon. And we'll get to that later. Or you might want to come back to it in a couple of days or a week and see, see if anything has shifted for you emotionally. The key here is to be emotionally present as you do it. Minds move a lot faster than hearts in general. I hope you try this out and that it works for you. Above all else, be kind and be patient. We're coming to the closure of a year that has just been a lot and it is okay to feel whatever you're feeling. You want to nurture those feelings so that you can then make choices in the material world that best serve the world around you and the world within you. My loves, I thank you again for spending time with me here at Ghost of a Podcast. This labor of love, I cannot tell you how much I love making this podcast and getting to share all the shit I do with you. It, it, it makes me real happy. I got to speak at the Broadly Astrology Conference a week ago or just over a week ago, and I got to meet so many listeners, and it was pure magic for me. So if you're one of the people I met, thank you, thank you, thank you for coming. And if you have shared this podcast ever, thank you. If you're a supporter on Patreon, thank you. If you've starred or subscribed or created a review, I thank you so much. I really earnestly, uh, I love it. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. If you haven't done those things and you feel called to it, yes, please do that. Um, It would mean so much to me as well. And, you know, just be nice to people. Be nice to yourself. You know the routine. You don't have to have a good day, but it would be great if you could just be kind to yourself. All right, my loves. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Every year they say the end is near But we're still here Yeah, we're still here